Hello and welcome to the Millennials Podcast. Welcome. <laughs> that was a little late, Moon. It was. I I I uh I didn't know if you were gonna keep talking or not because sometimes we do that. Mm-hmm. We'll like talk over each other in the intro, and then I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> well, uh, how was your break, first of all, Moon? Uh, it was good, and it's uh, it's kind of weird trying to get back into, like I said a few minutes ago, and back into the mojo, Jojo, of uh, talking into the mic, especially with you not being right next to me anymore. Yeah, that is that is a little weird. It's, uh, <laughs> it's very weird. Go ahead. Yeah, no. la- la- uh, last week uh, I recorded that solo episode. That was weird as fuck for me. I mean, yeah, but like I had wrote you in private message, I think that you did really good on that. I mean, Thank you. you- you could tell that you were audibly nervous. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't mean that we're going to start doing the podcast by ourselves. It's just we're experimenting with a few things and we have some ideas in the works. Yeah, we just hate each other just as much as we always have. Exactly. Business as usual. Except for I could hate you more now because you don't live close to me and you can't fist fight me. <laughs> Therefore, I'm not scared anymore. I, I never fist fought you. I just let you beat the shit out of me. <laughs> You wouldn't even let me hug you. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, it, but yeah, back to it. Yeah, it is a it is a little weird getting back into the mojo of it, and uh, you know, I feel nervous as well. Like even though, like I said, I did the the solo episode last week, but talking with you again is just mm-hmm. it's strange again. But Moon, yes, you want to tell our audience what today's episode is going to be about? Sure. Okay. Well. uh... This is a little episode idea about changes over the years, like how we've evolved over time, specifically mm-hmm. within like a 10 year difference, because 10 years is a long time. Yep. Like 10 years ago, I was a little 15 year old boy. 10 years ago, I was 13, losing my virginity. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just... why you scooted over to the <laughs> I got on my got on my razor scooter. I hit And he stole your scooter. Yeah, exactly. I hit my shins on accident before I got there with the scooter. <laughs> like but yeah. So why don't you lead us off into talking about it about the topic? Okay. Yeah, as I just mentioned, I was a fifteen year old little shit. You know, I, I thought I was uh I thought I was just gonna grow up to like be someone who is like anti-conformity and like anti-establishment mm-hmm. i dressed like a little somewhere between an emo and a metal head <laughs> like i had the emo hair i used to do the eye makeup and paint my nails black all the time uh right all over my arms i give myself like fake tattoos <laughs> but at the same time i wore the leather jacket and the boots and everything oh my god <laughs> i would have hated you but i also probably would have wanted to fuck you back then Sounds like my, sounds like my kind of uh my kind of shitty guy that I usually go for. <laughs> shitty guy, <laughs> yeah. And, and you know when I didn't have the emo hair, I would let that bitch grow and yeah, I have curly beautiful hair. <laughs> that was just who I was, and I was very proud of being different because you know if it had been like the eighties, that would have been pretty normal. <laughs> but being that it was the two thousands, it was me and a bunch of like little gangsters, so, <laughs> so I was different. <laughs> when you think about like a 10 year difference and you think about yourself as a teenager it's weird because you really are dead set in your ways as a teenager and you do think that you're right and you do think that the your way of thinking is the best way of thinking and when you hear people our age now back then saying oh when you get older you're gonna self-reflect and you're gonna think you were so stupid and you're gonna 
see what we mean as adults and we just kind of roll our eyes and like yeah yeah okay that's just like a movie stereotype and then and then you get older and you're like these movies about teenagers have some truth to them they really (laughs) do like I really did I was a smug little shit like I thought I knew what was best uh it was around that time that the song uh fuck uh by the lonely island the I'm an adult That that became my life motto. I was like, I was fifteen years old. I'm an adult. I remember I was that age singing like "Teenagers Scare the Living Shit Out of Me." I thought that that song, like me and Serena, Serena showed me that song, and so we all would listen to it, and I was like, "Yeah, we're scary. Hey, adults are scared of us." When in reality, they just didn't want to deal with our shitty ass attitude. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to deal with teenagers. No, neither do I. I mean, I get along with them because I'm still kind of a child at heart. But, <laughs> like, I see I see what people mean when they roll their eyes at them. Like, oh, my God, young people are so annoying and they're so fucking loud and obnoxious. And yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's something that, that, like, I'm 25 years old and I'm like, stupid teenagers, get off my lawn. <laughs> get you're off my fucking lawn. You're so loud. <laughs> I hate, like, when I go to, like, a restaurant, like, I said, like, 15 times right now. When I go 13? somewhere... Yes. <laughs> when I go somewhere um, like Denny's and a group of teenagers walk in coming from prom or whatever it is that they're coming from, uh, I I instantly just roll my eyes. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to be fucking loud. And then I see I see them all like all 15 of them at the table order water. And I'm like, of course, you cheap asses all ordered water. When I'm over here with the water as well. I have like, uh, a little bit of a different but uh, view on stuff like that. Like when I see teenagers, like especially like around prom season and everything, I see them coming in with their gowns and their tuxedos and everything all fancy. I'm kind of like, oh, I wish I was back there because that was so much fun. I mean, I enjoyed my prom. Both of the proms that I went to, they were, they were great. They were fun. <laughs> I did not enjoy prom. I think I've told that story before. I don't know if I've told it on here, but I did not enjoy prom. I got alcohol poisoning and all kinds of shit. It was really bad. <laughs> It was really bad. <laughs> I'll tell that story another day, but yeah, I didn't enjoy it. But anyways, back to you as a 15-year-old saying you were like like anti-establishment and against the man and all kinds of shit. <laughs> so like how have you changed in in regards to that? Well, obviously, I've conformed, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I grew up and like you you kind of get to a point where and it's a little sad that this is the case, but like the world just kind of tears you down and forces you to conform because if you don't, you're going to be a broke-ass bum living on the streets, and that's not what I wanted for my life. It's true. You know, like, I had to conform. You know, I'd go start working at a job where you have to wear a uniform, cut my hair, you know, and just, like, work for a living, something that I was always like, ah, fuck that, I'm going to be a rock star, I'm going to be a musician, <laughs> set my own hours. No, no, I work 9 to 5, and, uh, well... <laughs> Actually, I didn't. I I worked the shitty hours that I was given. But but yeah, I mean, it, I I became a part of the system, quote unquote, how my fifteen year old self would have called it back then. I started my adult life, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, just working paycheck to paycheck, just like my dad did before me and his dad before him, and so on and so forth. And I don't think that uh, my fifteen year old self would have been happy with that. <laughs> how about you? I how think... would your thirteen year old self react to you now? I think well. Side note, I think that kind of sucks, you know, like, especially when we're growing up, like we have all these dreams and we have, especially for us, Pisces and Libra, (laughs) who are (laughs) dreamers. And we're just like, oh, things are going to be so this and that when we get older. And then 
you realize, oh no, I have to conform and I have to do what everybody else is doing. And that sucks sometimes because, you know, they'll tell you, you could be anything you want growing up. You could have anything you want. No, the fuck you can't. Yes, you can. <laughs> if you're born rich. Yeah. <laughs> if you're born <laughs> rich or if you're extremely smart and are super hardworking and never get dislike, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like discouraged or anything. I mean, I'm super hardworking and I don't have everything that I wanted. It's, if you're born with opportunity, something that, unfortunately, you and I were not. No. But anyways, okay, back to, okay, so let me think. Let me go, do, 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 like, back to my 13-year-old self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a little white bitch. Like, <laughs> 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 no, but I, um, 13 was, 13 is one of my favorite numbers because 13 was one of my biggest years in my life. I remember my 13-year-old self very vividly because I was going – that's when I went through, I think, the most changes in my life. You know, that's when you finally have the teen after your number, after your age. Mm-hmm. And 13 is when I lost my virginity. 13 is when I dyed my hair for the first time jet fucking black on my pale-ass skin. <laughs> 13 is when I – um is when I was in middle school, I was going through a lot of shit, and what else? I lost my train of thought. But yeah, <laughs> thir- I had another example, but I lost my train of thought. 13-year-old me was, oh, and 13 is when I got caught shoplifting and almost got arrested. Oof. Yeah, I, I stole like $500 worth of clothes, and it was because I was going to I was with a weird stepsister at the time and yeah. yeah it's a long story but 13 year old me thought that growing up I was going to become somebody better 13 year old me thought I was going to have my life put together by now mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be married and I thought I was going to always be like a optimistic dreamer I thought I was going to be in college you know I I had I was a little rebellious kid, but I had dreams and goals. Little did you know your rebellious phase didn't actually start until you were 21. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was rebellious back then. I tried so hard to be seen, but I didn't have enough hair to tease. (laughs) So (laughs) I didn't fit in with anybody. I just looked like like an outcast, but not in the cool way. I looked like an outcast in like a, what the fuck is wrong with this weird bitch? Like... I wanted so hard to be cool, and I wasn't. But I think that, honestly, okay, here's what I think. I think 13-year-old me would be disappointed and proud. I think that I would be disappointed because, no, I didn't set, I didn't get my goals straight, and I didn't end up in college like I wanted to, and I'm not on Broadway fucking performing in musicals and stuff. But I think that I would be proud of myself because of how far that I've come mentally. Like, I have gained a lot of confidence over time. I have kind of, like, I've pushed myself out of my comfort zone a lot. And that's really helped me to experience new things and live life a little. Because back then, I was scared of everything. I didn't want to audition for anything because I was scared of judgment. I didn't want to talk to people and make friends because I was afraid of what they would think of me. I didn't want to do anything. 
Like I just kind of stood back in the shadows and hid with Serena. I didn't stand up for myself. I got bullied a lot at around that age and I didn't stand up for myself because I was scared of the world. And now, you know, I speak up for myself. I push myself out of my comfort zone. I push myself to do things that I don't want to do. And I, so I think that I would be proud of myself regardless, you know? I get that. <laughs> <laughs> Good ending statement. <laughs> no, it's just like I'm kind of I'm kind of processing all that. It's just uh you know, I I think when it comes to to that sort of thing that you know, you have evolved as a person. I mean, I I truly believe that 15-year-old self would be pissed at me for becoming so so uh like conformed to society. But at the same time, I think he would be proud of me because I did learn to like break out of that shell. I mean, I tell you what, when I was 15, I didn't think I'd ever be speaking to a microphone, talking to people. Uh, mm. I didn't even know what the fuck podcast was. <laughs> I don't think I ever even heard the word back then. I don't even know if it was a thing. Same. But I do think that he would be proud knowing that I was finally able to break out of that shell that uh, I kind of was thrown into just by circumstance, you know. I didn't get bullied very much after, like, elementary school because that's when I started fighting, trying to be a little badass. <laughs> <laughs> I did learn to be a little bit more, like, aloof, like, kind of, like, let things go, you know, because I've always had that kind of anger problem since I was a kid, mm. and I just, I've grown up to kind of let stuff like that go, you know, just, I have become a more calm person, more, and more secure in myself. Mm-hmm. something that i was always super insecure when i was a teenager i mean i'm pretty sure everyone is as a teenager but i was able to break through all that i'm i'm a much more confident person today than i was 10 years ago and i think 15 year old me would be proud of that what are some things that you were insecure about as a kid like that have gone away now um i was always super insecure about my accent really i don't yeah. i don't really hear an accent did you did it used to be stronger I tried so hard to get rid of it because I had a, a like a not heavy, but I had kind of like a predominant Mexican accent mm-hmm. and I like taught myself to not use it to talk. Sometimes it still comes out a little bit, but I, I was super insecure about that because and it's not because it's a thing that like I'm ashamed of being Mexican. Or anything. No, not at all. <clears throat> it's just that I wanted to be able to fool people if I had to. I guess it's part of like my for a while there I did want to become like an actor or something and you know be good with accents mm. and stuff like that. So the fact that I don't really have a Mexican accent anymore is a little bit of a proud thing for me because I I've worked <laughs> really hard at it. Um <laughs> uh, aside from that, I guess just the fact that I was always okay, I was always super insecure about my acne cuz I had heavy acne. Mm. And now it's I, it's pretty much non-existent, so that's that's pretty cool. I was always super insecure about just talking to people talking like public speaking and that's something that actually helped the high school helped me with because i was in theater class Mm. and it did help with my public speaking everything it's just i kind of learned to i mean i guess like you always hear people say oh just picture everyone naked that doesn't work for me no because i get me that makes me horny it doesn't make me horny (laughs) but it it gives me anxiety (laughs) no something that worked for me is just Treat it as a performance. Mm-hmm. Don't treat it as as like you're repeating. Like if you give me a presentation, don't just talk about a business thing. Treat it as like you're somebody else. I am not me right now. I am somebody else, 
and that's something that helps me. That's something that definitely helps when it comes to the podcast too. Because when I have the microphone in front of me, I am not Alberto. I'm bare. You know, I'm, yeah. It's it's like a slightly exaggerated version of myself, but that helps. And I don't know, like just stuff like that is uh, you know, it's insecurities that have slowly faded away, but not like on their own. Like I definitely had to work at them. Mm-hmm. How about you? Well. I want to get into insecurities too, but side note, you know, I've been doing a lot of self-reflection lately, like a lot. Mm-hmm. And if, I think a lot of people around our age get this way. When you're in your twenties, you do a lot of self-reflecting because you just went from a teenager to a young adult and you're having to do everything by yourself and you're having to just get thrown out into this big scary world. And since doing a lot of self-reflecting, sometimes I get in this scared state of mind of fuck like i don't have everything together um what if i don't have everything together and what if i still have these flaws by the time i'm this certain age but then i sit there and think and reflect back on how i was as a teenager and i thought the same things back then like wow what if i'm still stuck in this shitty situation when i'm older and i realize that i got out of some of the shitty situations that I was in, you know, and that kind of gives me hope for the future. And I want other people who feel that way to like hear me out when I say this, that we're all sitting here not knowing what the fuck we're doing. We're all scared that we're going to be stuck in the same shitty situation. But when you feel that way, think back to how you were 10 years ago, reflect on that and realize that you change over time. A lot of things change over time and you don't know what the future holds. I don't know. That's just something that I wanted to kind of put out into the universe and, and let people think about, because I know when I sit there and self-reflect and I overthink and stress myself out, I wish I have somebody like to tell me that, that no matter where I'm at in life and no matter how I feel or how I look, I love myself, mm-hmm. you know, and that took a fucking lot It took a lot of confidence boosting and a lot of shit that I had to do in order for me to learn that I need to love myself unconditionally, no matter what I'm, what situation I'm put in. That's something I'm really proud of because that was a big insecurity. Also learning to take compliments, even if I don't believe them is something that I was insecure about and something that I've overcome. Mm -hmm. Uh, I used to hate the way that I dressed. That was something I was. I never fit in with my group of people because I I hung around like, I don't know what you would call them. Like I hung around the, the, like, I don't know. I hung around some of the scene kids. I hung around some of the like alternative kids and some of the, like (laughs) some of the emos. And I don't know. I just hung around like the rockers. Yeah. But I never was. Yeah. Like I, I didn't listen to that. The kind of music that they did. I didn't fucking skate and I didn't like, I didn't understand their jokes. I was always insecure about not fitting in and the way that I dressed. And getting older, I've kind of come into myself. That sounds very dirty, but you know what I mean? I come into myself all the time. (laughs) I've grown grown into not feeling insecure about my style being a bit different, you know? Mm -hmm. And having multiple different groups of friends. Like, I carry a little bit of everybody with me, and that's okay. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to fit into one 
single group of people and that is the only way to go. That's something that I wish somebody would have told me back then. Like you can dress how you want, be who you want and not feel ashamed just because you hang out with these people doesn't mean you have to be the exact same person as them. Yep. That's something, yeah, that right now that you said that, especially the dress how you want part, is when I was a kid, I wanted to look like what I was inside. You know, I was always like that rocker kid, you know, <laughs> loving the guitars and the drums and all that shit, you know. And I wanted my outward appearance to reflect that. Because, you know, that, that was like the style. That was my style. It was cool. Even though I still like that style, now that I'm older, I realize that it's very uncomfortable. You know, the tight pants and the, <laughs> and the, the, the leather jacket, even when it's 107 degrees outside. And, yeah, no, all you And do the long is wear- hair. Fuck that long hair, man. It, it, it looks awesome, but yeah, fuck that shit. Now I, no. wear, I wear what's Check. comfortable. And, you know, it's still kind of stylish. You know, I try to look good. But if it's not comfortable, I'm not going to wear it. And that's something that, me- it, that I wasn't secure about before. I wasn't secure that people wouldn't know who I was by looking at me. Now it's like, why do they need to know? Let me describe your style. <laughs> Tank tops or plain black t-shirt, same pair of jeans every day, and shoes inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same that pair is- of jeans every day. <laughs> I have two pairs yeah. of jeans. Oh, They're just okay. both exactly the same. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, I ever since I moved to Ohio, I switched out my my jeans. I don't wear the Levi's anymore. I started wearing the Wranglers Flex Fits. Oh! They are so comfortable, and they are like wow. forty dollars cheaper. You're turning into a dad, little by little, every single day. I'm a, I'm a I've always been a Chucks person too, and I'm I, I just switched over to a tennis shoes. <gasps> no way. And, sneakers, yeah. and also the, the the tank top. It's a it's a utility top, okay? Because oh. I was I was born and raised in a hot place. And I sweat, and I don't want that sweat to go out to my outside shirt, so it stays in the undershirt. A utility top. I also, I always, when I go out, I always wear at least two shirts. Yes, the you tank do. top and the outside shirt, and then sometimes I'll wear a button up over that. That's too much clothes. I want to be like naked. It. Like, all it's the comfortable time. for me. No, uh, I want to be if it's nude. Too hot, if it's too hot, I just won't wear the button up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I started wearing shorts, too. My what? legs are so white. Oh, my God. So white. You know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start pulling up my shorts, like the waistband over my belly. <laughs> <laughs> and wearing flip-flops or fucking Crocs. <laughs> With socks. Ew! <laughs> With white socks. Because I've always worn black socks. We'll start wearing Ew. white socks and flip-flops. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then, you know what I'm going to get? You know how I wear glasses? I'm going to get that thing, like that strap around the glasses, so that when I don't feel like wearing them, I'll just Stop hang around my neck. Stop it. And a visor. <laughs> you sound like every fucking guy who goes to the park in the middle of the night to masturbate. <laughs> True story, okay? I've come across some of those people. No. That's... <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, I, uh... 15-year-old would definitely not have even thought about dressing that way. <laughs> no. Okay. So here's this to move on a little bit. What are some things that you said you would never do? You know, kind of keeping with the topic. Mm. 13-year-old you said you would never do. And 23-year-old you was like, fuck it, let's do this. Um, well, acting. Mm-hmm. Like, performing is something I said that I would 
when I was 13, when I was 13, I had performed, I think it was when I was, or was it when I was 15? It was, a, my timeline's all fucked up. Somewhere around that time is when I did my first national anthem at a baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. And that, and singing and performing and acting and all kinds of stuff is something I'm really passionate about. Back then, I was terrified, and I said, oh, I would never do something like that. And here I am now, like, craving it. Like, I want I want to perform again. I want to be in front of people. I want to make people happy and make people laugh. And, you know, I kind of do that here on the podcast, make yeah. people relate to me or make <laughs> them feel better, whatever it is, which is something I never thought I would be able to. I thought I would never be able to overcome my fear and shyness when it comes to that. Mm. Um kind of expressing like I said expressing myself openly being as blunt as I am now back then I would bite my tongue for everything and I would let people walk all over me and now I'm like hey that thing you did that pissed me off let's not do that again okay like back then I would have never spoke up for myself that's something I said I would never do I was like I'll never get over that I'll never be able to tell people how I really feel and here I am like no yeah. Let's see. I also said that I don't know. Like a lot of my views have changed. Um I used to be a super optimistic kind of like to the point where I was delusional, optimistic where I thought everything falls into place directly how it's supposed to be. And sometimes that does happen. But I thought that you know, nobody hurts you. Nobody does anything wrong. And my views on that have changed a lot, which isn't a bad thing. I've just become more realistic. Mm-hmm. A little bit of realism never hurt anyone. Exactly. <laughs> Kills your soul, but that's about it. <laughs> Other than that, I don't know any major things that I was like, I'll never do that. And then I did that thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What about you? For me, I mean, aside from the the, the whole dressing, because it was always like style over, you know, whatever. Now it's utility. I mean, I wear cargo shorts because they're useful. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many pockets. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, aside from that, I think the big one for me is the fact that I am actually hoping to uh, settle down at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, 15-year-old me was always like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to fuck so many people and I'm going to die <laughs> young and leave a sexy corpse, you know? Like, and now I I think about things more, you know? Like, I, I would like to have a family one day. I'd like to have kids and stuff. But, I mean, I guess, you know, that's something that my parents always told me that I was going to get to that point someday. And I guess they were right or with me specifically. I know it's not for everyone, but me specifically, they were right. Uh, you know, if, if something would come, like, I'm not planning on it, but if something were to come, I don't think I would fight it anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I'm finally ready to accept that kind of change in my life. Aside from that, I think, as opposed to you, that you said that, that you're you're a lot more blunt nowadays, I am the exact opposite. I used to be super blunt. I used to be super liberal. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> in the political sense, too. No, but uh, I was, like, very... I would just speak my mind without giving a fuck about who's nearby or I would just say whatever the hell I wanted to say. Like I, I mentioned before, I used to say the N word a lot for no reason. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, from something as silly as that, you know, cause I do think that that's silly. It's, I wasn't trying to be offensive, but I didn't care if someone did get offended. 
And it was just, that's just how I lived my life. I say that I have no, like, no filter. That's not necessarily a good thing. Mm. You know, sometimes you need a filter. Sometimes you need to be considerate of other people's opinions, other people's beliefs, just of other people in general. And I think that's been the biggest change that I've made in these 10 years. Just I've become a more considerate, more compassionate person. I grew a conscience. <laughs> I I just... The Grinch I, grew I, a soul. I, I, yeah, I definitely have a filter now. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I still speak up like for myself and everything. Like I'm not going to take any shit, but I try to be considerate of other people's thoughts and opinions. Mm-hmm. Just as I hope you that someone You know what I thought about? Me. While you were talking of something that I feel like maybe your younger self wouldn't have thought that you would be okay with, which is openly talking about sexuality, like we did on, you know, our episode about sexuality, like Mm -hmm. the LGBT episode. Um, I feel like that's something maybe your younger self would have been completely against and completely like, no, not me. I'm not this. And I would never fucking do that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, my younger self, by the time that I was 15, I already had some suspicions because, mm-hmm. like I said, I used to watch porn and be like, oh, I'm just watching this because this is gross. <laughs> but I, that's not what I was watching it. But, but uh, you know, I, I would catch myself, like, checking people out that I didn't think I would ever check out and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, I, I never thought that I would be accepting of that side of myself, much less fully, like, embrace it. Yeah. You know, like I, I wasn't I wasn't even accepting of other people's of that side of other people's mm-hmm. selves. You know, like I was always like, no, nah, this is wrong, blah, blah, blah. Like just because I was a little dickhead. <laughs> and I think part of it is just because I was afraid of what that meant with me. Yeah. I slowly, like I mentioned that episode, I slowly became more accepting of other people's. By the time that I got out of high school, I was always I was already like fully accepting of other people. <laughs> but I wasn't accepting of myself until it took mm-hmm. years for that to happen. But now it's just, yeah. I mean, that's, I a, that's a huge accomplishment, you know? 13 is when I came out. 13 is when I came out as bisexual because I was, like, by the time I was 13, because of who raised me, my grandma, you know, like, I, and she was so accepting of gay people and she was so accepting of the community that by the time I was 13 and I figured out, like, I had my first crush on a girl, like, huge major crush, mm-hmm. is... I was already 100% sure of myself, like, I'm bisexual. And so that's why I came out, because I had the, out, the outlet to come out, you know? Yeah. But I was met with, oh, it's a phase, you're going to get over it by the time you're in your 20s, it's going to go away. And here I am today, still proud of myself for, you know, knowing who I was so young, because here I am today, 10 years later, i still the same way. I'm still bisexual, yeah. you know? Because like, that's who you I are, mean, it wasn't a phase. Exactly. And that's something that I'm definitely proud of myself because over time I kind of let people's opinions about bisexuality get to me. You know, oh, it's not real. Oh, you like guys more. That means that you're not really bisexual. Mm -hmm. Like, I let those comments get to me and I questioned myself a lot. And now here I am to this day and I'm like, no, I am who the fuck I am. And no matter who I'm with, who I settle down with, that doesn't change. Damn right. That's something that I'm super proud of myself for as well. That is one thing that I do believe that us millennials, we are in a transitionary phase about where not our generation, but the next generation is going to like complete this thought is that bisexual people, just because you are with one person of whatever sex they may be, that you are either fully gay or fully straight. Mm-hmm. That's not how that works. I mean, I could be with with a woman, but 
you know, that attraction is still going to be there. I'm still bisexual. It's just that I love this person. Same way. I could end up with a man. That doesn't mean that I completely forgot all about women. Mm-hmm. And it could also work in ways such as like, you know, I'm more sexually attracted to men or I'm more sexually attracted to women and I'm more romantically yeah. attracted. Like bisexuality is so much or like gayness in general is so much more than just black and white, you know? Yeah. That's why we got a rainbow flag. Exactly. Imagine, <laughs> imagine a full black and white flag. How boring would that be? Mm. <laughs> Is there a black and white flag? I'm trying to think now. Probably for somebody's gender out there or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the heterosexual flag. It's black and white. <laughs> <laughs> boring ass flag. Moon, before we end the topic, mm-hmm. what is some advice that you would give your 13-year-old self? Okay. Knowing what you know now. Uh, Okay. Uh, Dear 13-year-old Kayla, you do not need to fit in. Just because you hang out with a group of people doesn't mean you need to mimic all of their behavior. You're allowed to be who you want and not feel judged. Uh, Dear 13-year-old Kayla, you go out there and perform as much as you can because you're going to love it more than you thought. And also, don't rely on other people to make you feel good about yourself and to make you feel confident and happy because you're going to figure out you could do that all by yourself and that you don't need anybody to complete you. Very well said. Your turn. My turn. Okay, so I would say, dear 15-year-old Alberto, don't hold on to your convictions so tightly. Don't try to fight life. Life is going to come at you either way. You know, you're going to change and you're not even going to notice because your mentality is going to change along with the rest of you. You're going to look back at some point 10 years in the future and realize, shit, I am a very different person and I am okay with that. But yeah, just... uh <laughs> And scene? Yeah, Woo! just... I think... Uh, yeah. This episode was good for self-reflection. It was, because like I, like I told you before, I have been doing a lot of self-reflection. And my solo episode is going to reflect on that a lot as well, as you mm-hmm. guys are going to see. It's gonna <laughs> You're going to be... have to learn how to edit. <laughs> Fuck off. It's going to be a little bit more like serious undertone, but I think everybody's going to like it. Moon, mm-hmm. what do you say we end this shit? Yeah, please. Let's get the fuck out of uh, here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, please remember to rate, review, and comment on all of our stuff. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you use, including Spotify, because I need to pee really badly. Oh my god. If you enjoy our show, make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram, at Millennials Podcast, Facebook, and Twitter, at Millennials, or, you know, don't follow Twitter, I never get on it, <laughs> or Google us. Feel free to email any questions, concerns, or stories to podcast at gmail.com. And by the way, thank you for your emails, you guys. Like, oh yeah. You know, the feedback and everything is great. And we have some guests coming for you uh, pretty soon. One that I'm really excited about. (laughs) Also, make sure you tell your family and friends about the show. Post it on your story. Let us know that you're listening. It feels Mm -hmm. great. And, you know, we'll shout you out. We'll, uh, you know, whatever. Feel free to talk to us anytime. It's all great. It's all good. I'm sorry that this ending sucks so bad. I really need to pee. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And bye. (laughs)